0: Welcome to another pastor's chat today. We're looking at 1st John chapter 5. We're at the very end of the chapter, which means we're also at the end of this wonderful, wonderful book. It's amazing how John finishes this book, has one little five-word verse, verse 21, and he says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Well actually the whole book is about living the real life. The real life is worshiping the true and the real living God. The false life is living a lie worshiping the idols of this world. And so we're going to look at these last few verses for a couple days here, and we'll be finished with this great book, beginning here in verse 18. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, "'Little children, keep yourself from idols.'" Man, what amazing verses. As we've said over and over again, one of the key words to the whole book of John is, "'No, we know.'" The Gnostics were the know-it-alls, and that's who John was battling even in this first century church as he was writing this letter. And they had some very false views about who Jesus Christ is and what a Christian is. So John's making it real clear in this book, who is Jesus Christ, and what a real believer in Christ is. He is one who does not practice sin, and we know. Look at all the times in the very last verses. We know, we know, we know. Our salvation, our belief, our faith is a no-so kind of faith. It's not a made-up belief. It's not a false belief. It's a belief based on truth, the true and the living God. Boy, I sure pray and hope that's in your life today. And so as john wrote this letter to probably the believers at ephesus remember the uh, goddess diana was a great god there and idols had been made for her and that's how most of the people of ephesus had made their living and when paul had preached jesus and people got saved these idol makers got mad at Paul and tried to run him out of town, of course, and there was a, a lot of confusion and there was a lot of chaos and, and uh, there was actually conflict. And, and so he's dealing as he writes, John is writing this letter back to these people and reminding them that, hey, it's not about idols. We know there's no such thing as an idol in the world, and there is no God but one, according to 1 Corinthians 8, 4. There is an idol but it has no real existence, the scripture basically is saying there. The tragedy of idolatry is that a dead dead image can do as much damage to a worshiper because it can do him no good because it's not genuine. Over and over in the Old Testament, the Hebrew writers were talking about idols, the idols that were nothings, that were vain things, that were but vapors, that were full of emptiness. An idol is a lifeless, useless substitute for the real thing. In Psalms chapter 115, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto your name give glory. And then he says, they might ask the question, so where is their God? And then he answers, but our God, our God is in heaven. He does whatever He pleases. Their idols, their idols, okay, the idols of the world, okay, are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. They have hands, but they do not handle. Feet they have, but they do not walk, nor do they mutter through their throat. And those that make them are like them, and so is everyone that trusts in them. The sad thing about an idol, it can do you no good. But the idols of this world are still there, money and pleasure and things and jobs and fame. All the idols of this world that come between you and God, even as believers, it can happen, and we must be aware. So today, don't put your trust in an idol that can't help you, but live the real life, the life that is true in Jesus Christ, it's eternal life. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day.